0: So the CFP rankings have come out again, and they're pretty disappointing again.
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson that's me, Jimmy Stein that's him. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Jimmy, uh, the college football playoff committee has <laughs> boofed it again. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, how they come to some of these conclusions, and then their methodology for getting there is so confusing and backwards. Um, I just don't get it. Look. Uh, Georgia at one, I totally get Michigan at two, totally get Washington at three. You want to put Florida state at four. Okay. I mean, they're undefeated power five. I think Florida state should at least come with the caveat of hanging on by her thread Oregon at five. This is where I start getting what, because they, they talk about game control. Well, I mean, if game control is such a big deal, why don't you schedule the easiest competition you can schedule all the time? Um, if that's the key, because Alabama and Texas have better wins, they went out of conference and scheduled somebody difficult, and um, Oregon just didn't do that. Meanwhile, Texas and Oregon have a common opponent in Texas Tech, and guess what? Oregon beat them by about eight to ten points, mm-hmm. uh, eight points, and then uh, Texas beat them by 50. Um, and then you can't, and you cannot say. Hey, it matters when they played them because the committee made it very clear yesterday head to head is head to head, no matter when the head to head was. So, I somebody's got to explain it to me. Look, you want to put Ohio State at six again? I would put an asterisk there because I think the caveat is they can't move up. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, Ohio State clearly has no path to this thing, if you right. ask me. Um, because even if Michigan loses, um, if, if Florida State loses, if if Texas loses, if or, uh, Oregon loses if uh, Michigan loses, they're not getting in over Michigan because Michigan beat them. I mean, that would make no sense. And then they're, I don't think they'd get in over Alabama, assuming I, and Georgia loses. And frankly, I think if Georgia loses and, and if that scenario, what I just laid out happens, I think Georgia gets in too. Again, all this is a little it's it's an effort and futility because we just got to wait and see what happens. But boy, it's been some, a lot
1: of good fodder. I still think that as complicated as it seemed last night with the rankings that it is still simple and simple in in this sense that uh, Saturday night when when it's time that we all go to bed Saturday night, we will have five power five conference champions. Uh, And we don't know who those will be until the games are played. But uh, there will be five conference champions, the five teams that win on Friday and Saturday. and. the committee on Sunday morning will choose four of those five uh, and someone will be left out. Now, what Alabama needs to hope is that among the five conference champions they're choosing, uh, one of them is Louisville. I mean, that's what Alabama needs to hope, right? Because if one of them is Louisville, then Alabama's in. But if the five conference champions they're choosing from are Alabama, Florida State, uh, Washington, Texas, and Michigan, We may be in for the most frustrating Sunday any of us have felt in a long time, if those are the five, uh, based on, again, that's where the rankings matter uh, to Alabama. I don't think the rankings matter until we have the conference champions, but the rankings do matter in terms of, okay, okay, who would definitely go in front of Alabama? Uh, The committee has spoken. Uh, Oregon, if they win the Pac-12, is getting in ahead of Alabama. I I don't care that Alabama beat Georgia. I mean, Oregon's way up. Oregon is ahead of Ohio State, for instance, Texas and Alabama are not. Um, uh, So until Alabama's big trump card, Luke, I mean, in terms of like, what is Alabama's best, best argument? A win over Georgia. Well, it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) I mean, Alabama hasn't, hasn't beaten Georgia yet, may not at all. But if they do beat Georgia, that's what Alabama brings to the table. So anyone super frustrated with Alabama being number eight and seemingly stuck at eight, Alabama hasn't even—they haven't even factored in what Alabama's best argument is, uh, and and that that can't be factored in until late Saturday night. So I'm uh, I'm concerned. I'm a little worried. But in the end, I, I think Alabama would be in if they beat Georgia. I do. I, I do believe Alabama will be in if they beat Georgia. That's what I think. I also think beating Georgia is going to be an extremely difficult thing to do. And yeah, it may not It may not be done.
0: Well, that's, that's the other thing is, um, first of all, I, I was listening to a couple of national guys on ESPN. And the reason that that's significant, I know some people say, well, national guys on ESPN radio, they're probably – just throwing in some college football as a because they normally talk NFL, right? And that's true. But I think this was significant in the sense that they were saying, there's no way you leave out Alabama if they win the national, if they win the SEC championship. There's no way. They said they'd leave out Florida State before they left out Alabama. And they said, you know, several reasons, strength of schedule. SEC champ, Florida State quarterback hurt, all those things. And I agree with all those things. So that did make me feel a little better. I feel like, though, this committee is going out of its way to overthink the process when the answer is very simple. Just put the four best teams in there that are capable. Um, Now, when you say four best, that gets tricky because some people are like, well, you know, what about uh, X team that – has lost a few games but you they they had some injuries or whatever. Look, you have to you have a pool of teams that you know you can choose from and then you pick the four best. And I think if Alabama were to win, they'd be one of the four best. Now, having said that, again, it, and and I know I've had some people in the comments say I'm I'm crazy, I'm not a bammer enough or whatever. <laughs> My inclination right now I is I don't know they you. They don't know me at all. The, the the inclination right now is to say my my head is telling me George is going to win this game. I think George is better than we are. Now, does that mean we cannot win? I have no hope. They are favored to
1: win by six points. That's not poppycock. Yeah, it's not crazy. They
0: won 29 in <laughs> a row. They're favored
1: to win. This is the biggest Alabama's been an underdog in a game. Alabama hasn't been a six-point underdog or worse since 2009. That's insane. So – it's 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 not crazy for an Alabama fan out there to think, boy, you might not might not get it done this weekend. It's and it's the, the way, biggest underdog Alabama has been in fourteen or fifteen years. And by the
0: way, Alabama didn't cover that game; they were that big underdog. That was the Florida State, excuse me, the Florida uh, SEC championship yeah. game in uh, Florida. Now they sort of backdoor covered, but they covered. Um, mm-hmm. now. <laughs> So, I think George is the better team. By the time we get to our predictions podcast, I'm going to let you know I'm going to pick Alabama to win. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do that right after I tell you about prize picks, which I absolutely love. Love prize picks. Look, prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. You will absolutely love them. Go give them a shot. Prize picks, they are fantastic. And it's so much fun. I can't tell you how much fun it is. Well, I can, and I'm gonna. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo or three-pointers made plus receptions. That just makes the game so much fun. If you want to play alongside some prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can do that too. You can find... Uh, them on the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community. Look, go to prizepicks.com slash locked college, use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. You will love prize picks. I guarantee it. Jimmy, the reason I'm going to pick Alabama to win, and this is – I'm going to start off my Georgia talk here. Look, we're, we're part of the Locked On family. I love my Locked On family. A buddy of ours sent us the recent – the most recent Locked On Bulldogs podcast from the Georgia crowd. And look, I'm I've, I've on record saying Alabama fans are arrogant. We have earned this arrogance, and it's almost a necessity to be this arrogant when you have accomplished everything Alabama has accomplished. But it's still arrogance. The arrogance that emanated from the most recent Locked on Bulldogs podcast. I'm talking about Jimmy. They gave Alabama no chance. They gave Alabama no respect. They gave Alabama no hope. And look, I get it. You're you're the Georgia podcast. I get it. We're the Alabama podcast. I, I understand. I, I would at least expect some respect in the sense that Georgia should now understand, having a Nick Saban protege, that hey, it's tough to get where both these programs are. In my opinion, Alabama and Georgia should have a mutual respect for one another. Like it is very difficult. These two have been the kings of the mountain. And I, I put Georgia up there too. I'm not, I mean, yes, Alabama's done more over the long haul, but I think Kirby Smart's gonna accomplish a lot. I think Kirby Smart is a great, great coach. Um, I was shocked how little respect those hosts gave Alabama and my first, I mean, I couldn't even listen to the whole podcast. Cause I was like, what is, what is happening? I mean, it it's like, it, it's an insult to them that Alabama playing the game. Like we, like it's an insult that we have said, Hey, we're going to go ahead and take the bus up there now. I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe Georgia buries us. I, I can see, I, I think it is much more likely Georgia blows out Alabama than vice versa. I believe that also think Alabama, this isn't crazy. Just like you said, hey, it's not crazy to pick Georgia to win. They're a six-point favorite. It's not crazy to pick Alabama to win. They're only a six-point underdog.
1: That's right. I mean, Vegas themselves are saying that the final score of this game is going to be something like, you know, uh, 30 to 27. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 30 to 24, 31, 25, something in that range. That's what Vegas is saying. That doesn't sound like a blowout to me in terms of what the 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 standard gambler is expecting uh this game to be certainly not a blowout. I think what where some of the Georgia stuff is coming from from those guys and elsewhere. We I don't know how this would have happened, but starting with roughly the loss to Texas A&M in 2021, Alabama has been weirdly underrated. And how is that possible considering Alabama's success and Nick Saban and the success since that Texas A&M game, Alabama later played for the national championship that same season and led in the fourth quarter. Uh, It it just seems like Alabama is not an underdog type, type perception, but underrated that people forget how good this Alabama team is all the time. And despite Alabama continually accomplishing, they still can't get where Georgia is right now which is where when people say they have a hard time imagining Georgia ever losing at all, um, it used to be Alabama and something changed. And And I, I agree that Alabama did back up. I agree with that. But now it, it's to the point that I think Alabama is weirdly underrated. When you hear the national rankings talk, and we talked about the playoff rankings earlier in the show, Luke, it's like, Well, Alabama's good, but they're not as good as Oregon or Washington. Are you kidding me? Since 2008, has Oregon or Washington been better than Alabama? I mean, what point in the last 15 years has that been true? And now it's a given fact. Based on what? Based on the fact that when Milrow was making his third start, Auburn Alabama lost to Texas. That's why. Uh, Alabama. I think has beaten ranked teams by an average of 14 points this season and somehow or another in playing a tough schedule. And that is somehow being perceived as being not as good as what these PAC 12 schools have done against these other PAC 12 schools and Washington being a good example. They, Washington has now piled up wins by single digits against teams that aren't good. And yet, if you ask a lot of these national experts about Washington versus Alabama, they'll tell you, well, Washington, because Alabama's not what Alabama was. It's kind of weird. I just looked at a bowl projection that included lines in the game. The bowl projection was Alabama versus Washington. Now, keep in mind, where's Washington ranked? Third. Where's Alabama ranked? Eighth. Who was the favorite in the game per this one uh, uh, organization? Alabama, favored by four. Wait a minute. They're third and we're eighth. What do you mean we're favored? That's because when it comes time to picking who's going to win the games, they know it's going to be Alabama.
0: And, again, this is where some people are going to mistake this for arrogance when I think it's just facts. Alabama's held to a different standard. Alabama's held to their own standard. And this is where I think Georgia's going to find this out later. Once Georgia gets that first loss, you know, they've been winning so much, everybody just expects them to win just like we did for a long time. And, And we still do for the most part. But when Georgia gets that first loss, people are going to be like, oh, no, here come the wheels falling off. And that's what you're going to hear. That's what's going to happen. Um, and, again, I respect what Georgia is doing. I really do. I, I know Auburn fans don't like them much because they have a lot of grown men that that act like dogs and bark and whatever. Okay, that's fine. They do. Um, at the same time, I respect what Georgia is doing. I, I think that they have uh, put together a fabulous program using incredible resources, and I think it's wonderful. I'm blown away that they give al that that they seem to give Alabama zero respect. Um, but hey, it is what it is. And the they spent only all of September
1: continue- when Alabama lost Texas, Luke. They spent all of September saying that Alabama's over. It's all over. It's all over. Right. Remember uh, that that was all over the Georgia message boards. All over, uh, even before the season started. Well, Alabama's time has passed. They're gone. They're dead. They're gone. They're gone. It's over. And I think they sort of accepted it as fact. Maybe they're right. Maybe they win 28-7. to And and we're like, well, gosh, we're just non-competitive with them. Maybe that happens. We'll see. Uh, But this is also what could happen. Uh, Georgia fans, I think, chuckling right now over Alabama, lamenting about their playoff spot. And y'all are going to leave us out. And I think Georgia fans are laughing at us a little bit. I think if Alabama beats Georgia, who's going to wake up Sunday morning going, now, wait a minute, we're one of the four best. You know what I mean? I mean, Georgia is going to be making the same arguments that Alabama is right now should Alabama somehow win the game.
0: Look, in the end, I, I want to say, it, my head is telling me Georgia's going to win this game. So I get picking Georgia to win. Yep, I get it. I want this win more than I thought I wanted it. i tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted it, but now I want it more than I thought I wanted it. Uh, it's not up to me, though. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I just feel like... Um, except it's Jason interesting.
1: Autry and his officiating crew.
0: As long as it ain't that Autry crew. Uh, you're absolutely dead on about that. All right, Jimmy, um, when we come back, we're – We got to talk a little bit about Clemson beating Alabama yesterday and and basketball, but we're going to do a little basketball talk when we come back. I'm going to tell everybody about LinkedIn right now because LinkedIn is awesome. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professors or professionals, and professors probably, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy if you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that a, that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a, launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, uh, they're going to apply. So, Jimmy, basketball last night. Look, I mean, I've been super high on this basketball team. I, I've made no bones about it that I think uh, ultimately it wouldn't shock me if this team were to go further than last year's team, which won the SEC and won the SEC tournament and had the number one seed in the NCAAs and had the player of the year and the freshman of the year and the blah, blah, blah. But, man, it's hard to to overlook the fact that defensively this squad ain't got it together. Now, I'm not hitting any panic buttons. Because we tinkered with the starting lineup last night. Let me also say this: Clemson's a hell of a team. They're going to be good. They're going to be ranked after this. Um, they're going to end up having the best team they've had in years. Uh, they've they've got a nice squad. And frankly, this is no super excuse. I think it's worthy of note. Playing at 8:30 on a Tuesday sucks. I don't care if you're Kentucky or whatever. Playing at 8.30 on a Tuesday sucks, no matter what, especially if you're playing in Coleman Coliseum, which probably has 3,500 3, too many seats in it. Um, if it, I think the crowd looked a little sparse, but it would looked a little sparse because, frankly, it needs to be about a 10,500, 11,000-seat stadium. That's what it needs to be, uh, or Coliseum. And, um, you know, Jay Williams said, hey, it feels like a tennis match in here. Look, I think Alabama fans need to own that. We need to do better. We need to show up more. Now, again, 8.30 on a Tuesday, I get it. I didn't go uh because I was so worried about falling asleep. So, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's tough to do that. Now, going back to the game itself, um, I'm wondering now in hindsight, as Pat and I said, that's 50-50, that maybe the first four games where we either scored 100 points or scored 98 points in one of them, maybe that gave us a false sense of security. Like we can shoot our way out of playing bad defense. Well, maybe we can't because we shot very poorly last night and then Clemson to their credit got ultra hot and we couldn't stop them. We had a seven point lead in this game. People forget that. It looks worse because Clemson ended up winning by eight or whatever. We had a seven point lead in the second half and should have, that should have stuck and we didn't let it. And, um, it's okay. It's basketball, long season. Maybe this will give us a bit of a reset, but we got a tough stretch coming up, man. And now all of a sudden you lose. If right. you, At first I was thinking, okay, if you lose all three Creighton, Purdue, Arizona, not a big deal. You lose all three of those. Now all of a sudden you got five losses on your docket.
1: Yeah. First of all, I want to address the, the crowd and Jason Williams, uh, Jay Williams comments last night. I, I was there. I don't know what people expected. I mean, th- that whole that comment shocked me as someone that was in the building. I was shocked when I heard about Twitter that that had been said. Uh, I, I think to some extent, people just forget they choose to forget or they build up that game into something that maybe it wasn't. But for a Tuesday at 8.30, I thought it was a good crowd. It, it, there was at every bit as many people or more than I expected to see. And I'm sort of a veteran of going to the games, particularly the midweek games. And there's an 8.30 start. I talked to somebody that was there at the, at, at the game that was from Birmingham. And, and I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, dang, I can't believe they came to this game because they're not going to get home till 12 and they got to be at work before eight o'clock the next morning. What? It, it, it's nuts to me that the expectations people have about that. And as far as the noise goes at the time when Alabama, when it was a real competitive game, I thought the crowd was fairly loud. I, yeah. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it, now it wasn't a screaming match from beginning to end, but I think some of the expectation, Luke, you know, one thing I'll give the students a lot of credit for students are way better now than they were when me and you were in school. They, they show up in bigger numbers. They cheer harder. They take a lot of pride in being a, allowed student section that that didn't happen back in our day. But and I think some of the criticism comes from those students who do show up and they scream the whole time and they sort of expect that of the older people. Uh, They'll find out when they're older and have jobs what a Tuesday at 830 game means when they don't live inside Tuscaloosa or even if they do. I mean, I live really close to the Coliseum. I wasn't home till after 11. I had a work day the next day. That wasn't easy for me. And and hardly anybody lives any closer to the Coliseum than I do. So, and and again, I've asked this. I haven't seen the answer yet. I'm I'm eager to see it. My first question uh, for anybody is, okay, I want to see in Power 5 basketball, not tiny schools, Power 5 basketball last night on a Tuesday night on games that tipped at 7 p.m. or later, what was Alabama's attendance compared to theirs? I, I, I want to see that before I start crushing Tuscaloosa for not showing up for games. Cause something tells me that what happened last night in Tuscaloosa is typical on Tuesday games at non Kentucky places. I'm not comparing Alabama to Kentucky or Duke or Carolina or Indiana where, because if Alabama played football last night at eight 30 on a Tuesday, people would have literally taken vacation days to to come and, and, and and, and watch the game. But I'm just saying, based on history and expectations, I did not think the crowd was small, nor did I think they were quiet. I think Jay Williams was – I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying I have no idea what in the world he expected.
0: Well, he's also not a guy who does a lot of uh, play-by-play or or color, I don't think. I think he he probably expects – and he played at Duke, so he's probably used to everybody jumping around all the time. And it's a much more – I mean, look, Duke's a better basketball program than we are, and they are a smaller arena. So, I mean, I I get that. Um, And, again, I will say this, too. One thing that I'm disappointed with, and I shouldn't be because Clemson beat us, so why would I want Duke or North Carolina? I feel like for a team that won the SEC last year and won the conference tournament, that Alabama should have gotten Duke or North Carolina or Miami even, who Kentucky got and blasted. Uh, You know, a team that that, uh, has made more of an impact – in the conference. Mm -hmm. And I feel like had that happened, if Alabama had welcomed in North Carolina last night, there's no doubt in my mind, that place would have been packed. Nobody respected Clemson as much. Um, Yeah. Clemson isn't the
1: draw that other ACC schools would have been. I
0: I get it that they beat us. So, I mean, more power to them. I'm not taking a shot at Clemson. I'm saying if the whole point of this challenge is, you know, to match up like, like teams, and I guess you could say, well, again, they matched up a team that beat you. I get it, but I'm saying I think Alabama deserved the more marquee matchup, and the more marquee matchup is in North Carolina, a Duke, probably a Miami. Even
1: they got a ways to go as a team. They're not, uh, they're not uh, great yet. Uh, they're not they really no good wins. yet. They uh, struggle at spots. And uh, I'm not saying that any expectations ought to change about the season. Just a general statement that. I think sometimes Nate is a little bit of a victim of his own success, but it is extremely difficult. By the way, ask Kentucky this, not Alabama, ask Kentucky. It's difficult to have a new team every year and expect there to be no drop off when the team is brand new and you're six games into it. And some fans are having to look at the roster and the media guide because they're not sure who these people are. Uh, You know, it's very difficult to build a brand new team every year and not expect there to be hiccups. And uh, Alabama was really hurt by Betty Ako unexpectedly leaving. That was an unexpected leaving. And as nuts as this sounds, I'm sure you agree, Luke, and this sounds nuts. Alabama has probably replaced Brandon Miller and Noah Clowney. Uh, and, and and by proof of that, I can just say that Alabama was the number one scoring team in the country heading into the game last night. But what Alabama has not replaced is Charles Betty uh, there, there's no Betty Yaco, There's no rim protector. There's no interior presence. Uh, you can't ask Grant Nelson to do that even though he's built a little bit like that. It's not his style of play. And now I think we're hurting Grant by kind of forcing him to be something he's not like Grant. We need you to be more of an interior guy here. A- and that's kind of, I don't think who he is. And maybe that's why he's not quite, the player we need him to be because we're sort of telling him we need you to be a 4 and 5 when really he's a 3. Uh and, but boy Alabama needs help at the 4 and 5. So yeah. he's probably your better option.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's why we probably tinkered with the lineup a little bit last night and let Yeah, Wiggy's well, got
1: to play more and Pringle less. If Pringle's going to play like he's playing right now, Wiggy's got to play more. But Wiggy is not Bediako, not yet.
0: Yep. Long way to go, but long season. I'm I'm far from hitting the panic button, y'all. So oh, no. Just just calm down. It's going to be okay. We'll the, make the tournament.
1: The teams we've lost to are good. You pointed that out. Clemson's going to be in the NCAA tournament. Probably Ohio State is too. I mean, yeah. th- these are good teams. We we didn't lose to Alabama in the past. Luke has choked it up to Wofford and and, and Murray State in in non conference games in the past, and still made the NCAA tournament. That's right. Uh, th- this these are good. NCA level teams that are taking advantage of the fact that Alabama uh, has issues. Uh, most of the teams Alabama plays from here on out will not be able to, 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 to do so though. I'm afraid Purdue and Creighton and Arizona can.
0: Yeah, boy, if we got inside trouble, um, playing Zach Eady is going to be a thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll deal with that later in, the next time we have a podcast, Jimmy, I think it's going to be time for predictions. By the way, I just got me a ticket to the SEC championship game, uh, given to nice. me, which I appreciate. And nice. uh, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, until next time, roll tight, everybody.
1: Roll tight.